0: Thank <laughs>
1: People of God, listen. The Lord has done marvelous things. Teach your children all that God has done so that they may live in hope and die in peace.
2: Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus and his righteousness. Trusting in the mercy of God, let us confess our sin that we might find forgiveness and new life in Christ. Let us pray together. Holy and gracious God, you are all light and wonder and glory. You are our strength and our delight. You give us all we need to live. Yet we are distracted by all that glitters, continually grasping for more. Rather than trust in your provision, we chase after our own happiness. Forgive us, Lord and turn us back to you. Overwhelm us with your goodness, and cover us with grace. For we know that you are the source of life, the fount of all that is good. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hear the good news. Nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Believe the gospel. We are forgiven. as I read the Hebrew scripture this morning comes from Joshua chapter 24, verses one through three and 14 through 25. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago, our ancestors, Terah and his sons, Abraham and Nora, lived beyond the Euphrates and served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. Now, therefore, revere, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did these, those great signs in our sight. He protected us along the way that we, might, that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the God, for he he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you. After having done you good, and the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. He said, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua. The Lord, our God, we will serve and him we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: I don't know if there are any children on today, but we can all be children of God. (laughs) Um, I was thinking this week while we were waiting for the results of the election, that one of my coworkers and I don't see eye to eye on anything. We see the world completely differently. We see how things should be completely differently. We see how things can be completely differently. And I find myself often when I'm in conversation with this person, feeling like we're talking past each other, that we just don't connect on any level. And I have to stop myself from getting angry and saying, Listen to what I'm doing. Listen to what I'm saying. Can't you hear what I'm saying? And I have to remind myself that this person is not wrong. We see the world differently, and that's okay. And neither one of us is wrong in the way we see the world, because we see it for ourselves and for our families and for the people around us. So I think that my hope for this coming the rest of my life is that people have an opportunity to allow other people to see the world that they see without being ridiculed or harmed or degraded because of that view. Can we have a moment of prayer? Dear God... You have made all of us, and we are all perfect in your sight. Help us to remember that. Help us to treat each other always as one of your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: O God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters, you brought us to birth. Claimed us as children of wonder and worth, O God of deep flowing waters.
0: This week,
1: Sort of on a whim, but not entirely, I read through the entire book of Joshua. It's been a while, I will confess, that I read Joshua. And I was reminded of a couple of weeks ago when the last time we heard Joshua's name, It was in relationship to Moses, and to Moses being denied entry into the land that God had promised them, and dying there on the mountain, able to see that land, but not able to go into it. And Joshua is named by God as the one who is going to take over leadership from our dearly departed brother Moses. And it's Joshua who will lead the people into that land of promise. And so it doesn't take long at all, actually in the first couple of chapters, that you hear about Rahab, Rahab the harlot. Well, and really, if we were using language today, we probably wouldn't call her the harlot. She was probably the madam of the household. But yes, she ran a house of ill repute But she also hid the Israelite spies. And because of that, they made a deal. They struck a deal with Rahab and said, if you hang this red cord out that window that you allowed us to come in, when we come in and take the entire city, if we see that cord, we will not bother you and your family and all that are therein. Okay. But then a couple chapters later we're told of the battle of Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. I'd sing more but I really can't. But Joshua and going around that city and blowing their horns and shouting to God And then, <laughs> then there's the story about one of the tribal leaders who is a part of a raiding party that goes into a particular community. And this leader, instead of doing what God says, which is leave the stuff alone, sees this pretty thing and that useful thing, and those helpful things, and takes them, even though they have been commanded not to do that. And they all get back, and of course, God says, somebody didn't listen. And this particular leader takes it upon himself, to come forward. And he says, you know, I'm the one. I'm the one you're talking about. I did it, I confess. I confess, I confess, I confess. And we think, oh, what a beautiful story, this confession of this man. And yet by God's command, Joshua and the other leaders take him and his household and his animals, and his possessions, and absolutely everything outside of the town. And they stone him to death. Yeah, reading Joshua again reminds me that we can make this book say just about anything we want it to say. We just have to pick and choose close enough. The prostitute is honored. Capital punishment is honored too. Makes you kind of wonder, doesn't it? It's part of our problem as the greater Christian church. See, there's a side of The church that says another side, and I won't even say the other side because I think there are, it's a many sided thing, but another side doesn't take the commands of God seriously enough. We don't demand that the Ten Commandments go up in front of the town hall and are read at the beginning of every school board meeting and the children can pray. And better than students praying, teachers can pray over their students in class. Why is this other section of Christianity not being faithful to what God says we're supposed to do? And There's another side of Christianity that says the only thing that matters is the law of love. And so we gauge everything by that. And there are all these little branches of our sisters and brothers that want to say who's in and who's not. Choose this day. You know, that's about as strong a call, as strong a biblical call as you could possibly get. I mean, granted, it is not the the calling of Moses as that bush burned in front of him. You know, it's not even the calling of the disciples as Jesus said, I'll make you fish for people. But Joshua says, to his brothers and sisters choose this day. You see, the entry into this Holy Land, this promised land was not as, not as straightforward and easy as they might have thought it would be. In fact, they came, those Israelites, upon a lot of people. And they surely wrestled with the commands of God. Because we're told in the very scriptures in Joshua that they are to go in and possess the land by whatever means they need to. Sounds a little draconian, and I admit. I admit that it does, and I admit I've always been troubled by that idea that our ancestors in the faith way back when were not just told, but commanded to go in and wipe out a whole bunch of people. But I know why God said that it was necessary. And that is what happens here at the end of the book of Joshua. See, the people had come in, and they had left pockets of people. Left pockets, certainly. And in doing so, they left the gods little g, of those people around. You know, they're pretty little figures. They're cat figures in some households. And they're a sheaf of wheat in another household, and there are all sorts of ways they are manifest. And slowly but surely, the people begin well adopting the prayers of the people around them instead of being called and conformed to god they conform to the land around them and the gods around them and joshua says you can't Do that. Joshua says, Choose this day whom you will serve. The Israelites tried to bargain. They said, Well, you know, we aren't worshiping those other gods. They're just really decorative in our house. You know, actually, Betty Dietz gave me one of those, you know, icons, and I really don't want to offend Betty. So I'm going to keep that, but it's okay. I'm not worshiping that. And Joshua has to repeat himself. He says, Use this day whom you will serve. Generations later, Bob Dylan would sing that. Bob Dylan would tell us, you got to serve somebody. Who's that going to be? Who do we serve? And how do we choose? How, as people of faith, do we choose whom we are to serve? When I first started writing this sermon and constructing it this week, we had no idea who was going to be the next president and vice president of the United States. It was all very much up in the air. And I couldn't help but think about this text in that light. Who would I serve on the other side of January 20th? Who would you serve if we did not know what we know now? And there's the rub, dear friends that even the government of the United States of America is not what we are called to serve. We as people of faith are called to serve the living God, the loving God we know in Christ. The one who calls us to call other people into a life of faith not away from a life of faith. We are called to follow the God who calls us to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with God each and every day of our lives, even if that means we're going to be at odds with the leaders of our countries, of our cities, of our states. We are called to be the peacemakers and peacekeepers in the world to beat swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks and not lift up war against anyone else. And you know, that's tough. That is so difficult. And God says, Choose. Choose. And let your choice be known. Choose. Following where God calls us into those difficult places, those places where I and me matter far less than those out there. With a new administration coming in, I can hope for a lot of things. But I still know that it's going to depend a lot on how I live in this world as well. It's going to matter who I choose to serve. And that's what ultimately is going to make the difference in our nation and in our world. We could have the same administration being Inaugurated, and we can have a different one being inaugurated, it still is each and every one of our responsibility to choose whom we serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How about you? Amen. There we go.
4: Missing a piece of paper.
1: Good to have everybody with us today. Um, and uh, always good to have you with us. And especially as we see that we've gone over to a second screen. That's always a good time in the life of the church, knowing um, we've got many faces with us. It's good to have folks near as well as folks from far away. Joining us in gathering together in God's name. Uh, There are a bunch of announcements on the sheet that was included uh, this week in your bulletin information, including a substantial amount of materials that the upper room is making, excuse me, making available to congregations. um, And most of them are for free. So that's a wonderful piece. Um, Things about spiritual wellness in anxious times. Um, the actual PDF of uh, the Upper Room devotional, which we are still getting here in, no, we don't get that, we get another devotional here at the church, and if you usually get that and want those, please let the deacons know, your deacons know, so that they can get those out to you. Um, but there's a bunch of resources, and so uh, I encourage you to look at those and make use of any of those that you possibly can. Uh, there's information about the food bank and our next adventure there as well as one for hunters and you yourself may not be a hunter but you may know people who are hunters and that venison donation coalition would be something important for you to note um, if you've got questions about that i'm sure cindy schultz could answer some more questions or actually find out what the answers are if she doesn't know um, so please keep that in mind and All of the things that are necessary uh, as uh, as the food pantry does, food pantry and food bank do their ministry in our name here in this area. Uh, Note the upcoming dates for things that are happening uh, this week and next week and uh, meetings and all of those sorts of things. Um, Are there other announcements about things in the life of the church? Yes, Bill. Bill.
4: Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, So Janice's sermon today speaks of choosing who we will serve. And one of the ways we are called to serve is through our gifts of time, talent, and financial support. Um, I sent out on behalf of the Stewardship Committee this week, an update on where we are with our uh, pledge campaign for next year. And I noted that so far, we've received responses from uh, 60% of those who pledged in the past. uh, And for those responses, we are most thankful. Uh, However, we are still waiting on approximately 40% of you to respond. Um, and what we're asked to do is to, in service to God, to return a portion of the gifts we've received. Uh, and, and, and truthfully, everything we have is a gift from God. So we are really asked by God to return a portion of that. Um, now is ever so important. You know, through this pandemic, our church experience has been different. Um, and yet, We are still called to care for the church so that the church, in turn, can care for us and for others. And this is so important. Um, The session will be undertaking uh, their responsibility this week to review the status of our budget for next year. That's one of the important uh, responsibilities of the session to care for the financial resources of the church so that the church can thrive and provide service. And ministry, so that undertaking this week will will begin. And truthfully, right now we're significantly out of balance, um, and so we need to, you know, really pray on that and and hope that over the next couple of weeks, those of you who have yet to respond, really prayerfully consider this, and to the degree you're able. Uh, respond. And you can do that either by returning that pledge form. If it would be easier for you to email me, uh, we can do it that way or text me. uh, We can do it that way as well. Uh, I can copy that material out and and file it with the responses. And I assure you, your pledge will also be part of the dedication of pledges uh, in two weeks on November the 22nd. Um, So please prayerfully consider this. This is so important. Uh, The church, uh, we need to care for the church and the church needs your care right now. So uh, please listen to what Janice was teaching us today about choosing who we will serve because this is so important. Thank you for listening to this and uh, um, we'll pray on that. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Bill. Yes the dedication of our our time, our talent, and our treasure will be in two weeks, uh, but we always look forward to uh, giving thanks to God for the gifts of God that have been given to the people that we we recognize and choose to uh, choose to follow. So uh, be aware of God moving within you possibly with gifts uh, that you have not even begun to imagine. and we hope that you will listen. Uh, Carefully. Friends, let us come to God in prayer. God of life, you created the world and called it good. In Jesus Christ, you came to redeem us. His resurrection is promise of eternal life. By the power of your spirit, you claim us, you strengthen us, and Prepare us to live with you in glory. In sure and certain hope, we pray for your world, that we may live into your coming reign of justice and peace. For the church, oh God, wherever it thrives and wherever it struggles, keep us faithful to your gospel. For those who govern, grant them wisdom and a commitment to justice. For planet earth, heal its wounds and make us better stewards of its wondrous gifts. For those who are dying, Calm all fear and welcome them into your peace. For those who suffer from anxiety, O Lord, give them relief. For those who endure the days and nights without food or shelter, feed and protect them, we pray. For those who suffer in silence, comfort those who carry secret sorrows. For all who seek your face, eternal God, hear our prayer. With thanks that you hear our prayers, spoken and unspoken, we entrust all of life to you, gracious God, our Alpha and Omega, our only hope in life and in death. Hear us as we boldly join our voices as one, and pray as we have been taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Joshua, called to us all. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day and tomorrow and the tomorrow after that and the tomorrow after that. Choose the God of love who sent us hope in Christ. Choose the God of justice who calls on us to right the wrongs of our culture and give voice to the voices that are still not heard. Choose the God of peace who demands that we turn those swords into plowshares and those spears into pruning hooks. Choose this day whom you will serve. And the love of God The justice of God, the peace of God will be with you this day and always. Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) ¶¶